Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and co-author and colleague, Nancy Saxton Lopez. Mm -hmm. And this is a broadcast that we do live on Facebook and YouTube once a week on Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern. And by the way, if you like the program, it would be helpful if you give a like and perhaps subscribe on YouTube. And this is a program that gives us the opportunity to share with you some of the, the recommendations, the wisdom, the experiences that we gained over many years of facilitating pet loss groups in New Jersey. Nancy for about 30 years and me for about 11 years in partnership with Nancy. And also we took that, all that we learned there, and we put it into a book called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from family therapists who lead pet loss groups. And this broadcast is a way to extend our reach and to extend the circle of support that we hope is reaching as many people as possible who can benefit from hearing what we have to offer and what we learn from our audience participation. So this program, we'd like you to know, is a friend of Dakin Humane Society in Springfield, Massachusetts. Dakin is a 501c3 community-supported animal welfare organization that provides shelter and medical care and spay-neuter services and behavioral rehab for more than 20,000 animals and people every year. Dakin has been around since 1969. It has become one of the most recognized nonprofit organizations in central Massachusetts and a national leader in animal welfare. And you can learn more about Dakin and you can make a donation to support them at dakinhumane.org. That's D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E dot O-R-G. We would like for you to participate with us as actively as you feel comfortable doing. And so you can communicate with us through chat messages while we're live. And we invite you to send us emails in the interims. And you'll hear that a lot, of, if you've been with us for any number of weeks, you'll know that we, we put a lot of stock in the stories and the comments and questions that we get from you and the suggestions that you might have for future topics. So you can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com and you can reach Nancy at N-S-A-X-T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z. That's, that's nsaxtonlopez at csmpc.com. And I'll stop there and hand it over to Nancy. <laughs> okay. So there was one thing we wanted to do was to acknowledge John, I think, yes. who just got to us yeah. today. John, John sent us a note and his beloved dog, Loop or Loopy, and sorry, John, if we're not pronouncing that correctly, died on Monday. Yeah. And so we just wanted to send warm wishes and an acknowledgement to John because that loss is so very fresh. Yes, very, very hard and difficult. And we thank him for reaching out to us. Mm -hmm. um, we Last podcast, we talked about um, how, or the question was, how do we get through this, right? What well, we were asking we were asking the audience to send us send yep. us your strategies. Like, what are you mm -hmm. doing? What practices are helping you to move through the holiday time and have as much solace and peace and and equanimity as you can possibly have during this time that's so challenging for many people when we're grieving. 
There obviously is, is much more intensity around holidays. Yep. Um, but what we found is a lot of these things can be done throughout the year also, yep. you yep. know, yep. to help us through the process of our grief. Um, so uh, we got some information from folks and, you know, the, one of the first ones that came up was journaling. Yeah. Yep. Just writing down your thoughts and feelings, writing down what the loss means to you, writing your pet's life story in some cases, lots of different ways that you can address this. Just also journaling your feelings every day. You know, it is important that all the emails we have gotten, obviously, are those stories. Yep. And I think that people have been have really felt good about being able to share no matter how painful it is sharing the story of their of their beloved that has has died or is sick well we've, we've talked about how just getting the story out of yourself yeah out of your head can be helpful just getting it on paper whether or not you share it with anybody it can be helpful because it gives you a different perspective. Yep. It creates a little bit of distance. It can help you to read your thoughts over again and, and feel them in a way that helps you to sort of adapt more to the reality of what's happened. And so that writing, if, if you're inclined to writing, is always something that will be helpful to you. And, and also it's taking all those feelings and putting it and taking them out of you where they can be very festering and upsetting yeah. and, and, you know, and mobilizing. And when you see it on paper, it, like you said, it really makes a difference. Now, if you don't like to write, you could talk it, you could, you could record it. Yep. You know, there are other ways of doing that. You also could be creative with it, right? You could, um, you know, do an art piece, you know, you could write a poem, you could do a scrapbook, you could, you could, you know, get all of your pictures together and, and do some kind of collage. I mean, there are so many different ways to move those feelings of pain out, you know, into a work mm -hmm. that um, would, would help would help soothe or let you get through the grieving a little bit easier. Um, so songs, I mean, remember way back, way back at the group, a woman actually wrote a song. Uh -huh. She, she, uh -huh. she wrote the music and, and she wrote the lyrics, you know, or stories, you know, yep. we've seen so many stories. Um, so any kind of creative venture is fine yep. and it doesn't matter how many or how long you do it. Right. Yep. And, it, yep. and this goes into the rituals and memorials that we, we, yep. Have yep. we, we heard from people who said they talk to other people. Yes. They just keep talking about it and, and, and nothing for some people, for many people, nothing will be more helpful than, talking to people who love and respect you about how you're doing and sharing your feelings and your thoughts and, and your recollections. And so we heard from a number of people that that's one of the ways that they mm -hmm. take care of themselves during that time. It's very important though, 
to pick and choose very wisely those folks that you do share with. Um, Because as we've talked many times during these podcasts, there are some people who mean well, but they don't understand. Yep. And they don't have the ability to really be comforting. Like, again, they mean well, but they may say things that actually are more hurtful. So it's important to talk to people that you're very close to, that understand the connection and can just be there, right? You only need someone to share your story with and have them acknowledge you know, how difficult and challenging this loss is. Yep. We heard from a few people that they listened to this podcast, mm-hmm. that they listened to it a few times, maybe, maybe more than once they listened to an episode or they listened to a series of them and other podcasts as well that are helpful to them. And so just listening to the supportive content that's available is another thing that a number of people mentioned as part of the way they they take care of themselves during the holiday time. Mm-hmm. It's it's any and there's all kinds of of resources on the internet. Um, there's petloss.net. There's petloss.com. There's the APLB website, the Association for Pet Loss and Bereavement. There's the Rainbow Bridge. I mean, there are a, a multitude of resources and supports um, that you can access also online. And some of them have chat rooms Mm -hmm. and some of them have have candle services. You can light a candle. Um, So sometimes that's helpful. I think it's also helpful for people. There are a lot of people in this country around the world that are more isolated. You know, they're not in big cities. There's not a lot of resources or supports. You know, they may be miles and miles away from, you know, you know, accessing those, those kind of services. So those are the people that really can benefit from some of the internet stuff. Yeah. And depending on where you are, many people are still on some degree of, of isolation because of the pandemic. Right. And so it's a, it, it continues to be, it's that, that's, that's something that continues to be a limiting factor for many when it comes to getting together in real time with real people in person. Cause we have had um, a few people that have um, indicated to us that they are very isolated in the country and they were looking for a group Uh, Mm -hmm. and or looking for a a pet loss counselor, um, I tried to reach out to to some of them to try to organize, you know, how they could find somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not always that easy. I mean, there are pet loss counselors across the nation, but they're, you know, they're not, they're not prolific. I mean, there's not a lot of them around, you know. Yeah. But other things people have talked about um, are, you know, you know, gardens. Now we can't, now you could do a garden inside if you're in bad weather these days, you know, it's coming into the winter. Um, But if you're not, I mean, people get real solace and a lot of of satisfaction out of doing memorials outside, Mm you know, um, I made a memorial garden this past, this past spring. And, you know, even though a lot of my, my first, my first baby died in 1989. So, 
but I think it was really helpful for me to be in the dirt and, you know, yeah. and kind of planting yeah. some things. I mean, yeah. you planted your, your butterfly bushes. You have the two butterfly bushes that you sent to us and I have plaques, memorial plaques for both of them, which you've seen <laughs> images well, of. I mean, but so the, that is growing something um, would be, another way of trying to work through, you know, some of that grief. Um, so you may want to go places where you went, you know, with your, you know, mostly I think probably your dogs or horses, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, or riding um, or, you know, hiking or going through those trails, um, going to the beach. You know, I have a client who goes every year, she lives in Maine now, but she would travel up to Maine every year to put a wreath on a certain bench near a certain um, wow. beach. Wow, that's where yeah. her husband and dog, you know, were huh. were were the ashes were spread. Yeah. So you know those kind of things, and it's been years since her husband died, and it's been a few years since her daughter's died, and yeah. so she does it every year, and she sits there and she you know contemplates it. You know their loss and how much she misses them and how, how important they were to her yeah. um you can do in-house you know little memorials where yeah. i ask people where where they put their ashes you know yeah you have them in your bedroom do you have them in in the living room and some all oh, they this is where our dog laid all the time or was so this is where we put, you know, his urn and, and we have his collar and we have a candle and we light the candle. Yeah, can, candle is a really important thing for many people. I mean, we do, I do that with some regularity too. I'll just light, we have those little votive, votive candles mm -hmm. and I'll put that in a, in a little holder and light it just in memory of Isabel and Abigail now. And it's very, it's very powerful because it, it symbolizes the light of their of their spirit, you know, That's the, right. the light of their existence, and and it also is to me the flame is powerful because of its ephemeral quality. It's there and then it's not there, and you know that that's the way every to me that's very symbolic of the way life is that, yeah. that we we burn really bright and and then never light goes out, and then we go somewhere else. Yeah, we go we go we go dark here. And so that can be very helpful. And that's, that's a part of, of some people's traditions in general. In fact, right. I, I was doing a, a program recently on pet loss and one of the, one of the participants talked about how in her Jewish faith, it's very common to light a candle in memorial of a lost loved one. And I, I don't recall, I think it had to do with at the time of they, the time they died or maybe at, the time that they were having a formal memorial, but it was it was something that she said was very common in their tradition. And it's certainly very common in many traditions. And when it comes to pet loss, we often have to make up our own. Yes, our own we, although I've seen, interestingly <laughs> enough, mass cards, uh -huh. you know, actually. Yeah. That's and, great. And wow. at, one, at one point, there was a, a gentleman who owned a funeral home and he actually had a full funeral for his pug. Uh -huh. um, that was, and that went viral over the internet, you know, and, wow. and it was just <laughs> like, you know, having um, a human burial or funeral, you know, wake. Mm -hmm. um, so, but whatever it takes to move you 
you know, through this really difficult emotional time. Um, some people now way back, I don't, you, I don't think you were in the group at the time. There was a gentleman who made guitars, you know, that was his profession. Wow, he's a luthier. <laughs> so, so he, he actually painted his dachshund. He, he created uh -huh. a white guitar and painted a, a portrait of his dachshund on the guitar. Wow. Wow. So, and he brought it in for everyone to see. Um, some well, people, well, I mean, that was pretty cool. That's great. Well, um, well there's, there's the tradition also of just making a donation. We've heard yes. that from a number of people. Making a donation in their pet's name. At St. Hubert's, remember the, the, the tree that and the, the decorations right. that I mean there were hundreds of cards mm -hmm. of memory in in their in the meeting room that you and I would do our our group in mm -hmm. at this time of year and they yeah, had, they I, had I, a, I believe they're still doing it yeah know? they have a formal ritual right where people come yeah. and and share those cards so I mean that's any kind of it doesn't matter what activity it is. It doesn't matter what ritual it is. It doesn't matter what memorial it is. It can help. And even if you have to do it over and over again, you pick different ones to do. Yeah. yeah. It's really just for you. you know? and, and, and I don't know if anybody said this this time or sent this in to us, but on the actual holiday, it's a good idea to have somewhat of a plan for mm -hmm. how you're going to take a few moments to remember your yeah. beloved lost pet right. because if you do that and you make it a contained time frame it can help you to not be so preoccupied all of the holiday if you know that at a certain time you're going to sit and write a can and light a candle and have a moment of meditation and maybe you're going to invite whoever you might be with at that family gathering. If you're with family or friends to spend a few time, a, a little bit of time, maybe remembering exactly people, who, about people and pets who have you lost. Yes. Right. You, you might create some kind of contained ritual that, that helps to both express how you're feeling, but also, not make it a preoccupation that fills the whole time. Exactly. And, and sharing stories, you mm -hmm. know, of loved ones, whether they be, you know, animal or human. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's a really nice thing to do because a year has gone by. And so it's important to, to acknowledge that maybe it's the first year without the, the, yep. your cat or it's your first year without your grandmother. I mean, it, it all in all, it's the family that it's it's grieving in the family ritual, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, now also, you know, to, to, sometimes in the holiday, we talked about this a few podcasts ago. You may not want to go. You may not want you. You may not be up to actually celebrating the right. holiday or, and that we're talking about Christmas, but this could have been Hanukkah. This could have been, you know, any other, um, yeah, you know, any kind of, any kind of holiday. Right. But, you know, and, and sometimes I had a woman that, that I was working with at the group at the end and she had a, um, an emotional support and, um, uh, dog that was, that was actually her assistant's dog. And she was alone with this dog and this dog died. And 
her friends were very concerned about her, but she, it was around Christmas and she said, I'm going to be alone. I need to be alone. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to be alone. And I'm going to walk the trails that I walked with her. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think, I mean, you know, there was some kind of, I think discomfort with her friends because they were worried about, you know, how she would be that day. Um, but she was fine and she, that's what she did. And well, I think that whole idea of having a plan that you have thought through and that you will find meaningful is one of the best things that a person can do that that sounds very, very thoughtful mm -hmm. and, and deeply meaningful, I would think, mm -hmm. for her. And yeah, you might, as a friend, be concerned, but you have to be respectful <laughs> of what your what your friend says will be helpful for them. And they they know better than anyone. Exactly. So, but it also goes to: Do you go to every party? You don't have yeah. to. Do you? Do you no. cook that day? No, no, maybe not. Do you um, run out to decorate the house to the hilt? No. I mean, you know, I know that there are families involved with this and other folks. I mean, you know, we don't know how each group family celebrates, but if you don't feel like you can be in in the midst of a lot of people there's nothing wrong with letting your loved ones know oh i you know i can come for a half an hour but then yep. i'm gonna go home or i just really can't come not this, yeah not this year this year is yeah. different right absolutely and you're not you're not helping a person by trying to drag them into the celebration you're not you're not helping them you're you're trying to make yourself feel better if you do that but you're probably in no way helping them you're probably making them feel more stressed at a time when they're when they're just trying to take care of themselves and find their way with this and that is really the the task is to take care of, is to take care of yourself yes. and and to plan out how to do that as best you can and to recognize that there's going to be another day after whatever major holiday. There's is. going to be another Christmas. There's going to be another, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. whatever holiday, Thanksgiving, New Year's, another whatever, holiday. whatever celebration. Right. So do we want to shift gears and talk a little bit about the communication that we had from Melanie? Because yes, um, I have one thing to say though. Oh, now I have to pull it up. Um, I sent this to you today. I just want to give people a heads up about this article. Okay. Um, I, I found today, which was really interesting, which was so perfect for our podcast, and I'm, we're not going to read it, but it's called Grieving Our Animal Friends at the Holidays. Um, it's written by an animal communicator, actually, by the name of Nancy Windhart, um, and she posted it December 1st this year. So it's, an, it's a new article. It's very well done. Yeah. Um, and it's short, too. It's not, it's not going to take you a long time to read it. Right. Yeah. Um, but but I really want to recommend that if you can find it. Now, it was in, I don't remember, she's an interspecies communication person. Um, I don't remember where it was published, but if you look it up, 
you know, it was in animal communication, pet loss and grief. Okay. So, and, and, and what's her name again? Nancy Windhart. 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 Yeah. W-I-N-D-H-E-A-R-T. Okay. So that would be good. Um, okay. That would be, I think, helpful. Um, yeah. Melanie, Melanie had the puppy that is sick. And um, I think they found out that, that his, her, I think it's she, her longevity was going to be about a year. I don't right. remember. I think that right. that's what she had indicated. Yep. yep. So then our, her question to us is, should we get another dog? Should we get another puppy? Should we get, should we get another dog now mm-hmm. to, to maybe be able to play with our, our puppy mm-hmm. that is sick or should we not? I mean, what, how do we do this? What do we do? Right. This? And our answer is it depends. <laughs> yes. So that's the way I think about it. That's right. Well, the the thought is is to really add, first of all to know to understand and they I think they understand what the illness is now but can can that puppy really be active right I mean we right. don't you know the veterinarian would have to be able to tell her I think tell Melody and her partner I think her um, that you know she would be up to having another another dog in the house to play with and hang out with and so forth, or would it be too taxing? I I believe for Mm -hmm. her, um, Mm -hmm. depending on, on the illness and and what, and what was going on with that. And it it sounds like the puppy's doing a little better Mm -hmm. and is sort of more stable. Now they have a kidney problem, the way I understand it, a really serious kidney problem. And so yeah, I mean that's sort of the the question is what w- will it be a benefit or will it be a a difficult kind of stress? Will it be a a, a bad kind of stress because it is of course going to be activating for a healthy puppy to have another puppy exactly. come and live with them, but if this dog is if this puppy is really not doing well then how does it, how do you manage that? Yeah. Which is the whole, the whole other, the, the other part of that. And it sounds like they're, they're fine with, with this part of it is that you're introducing another big project into the life of your family. Cause a, another puppy is a whole other project. Right. And I can tell you from my, my from situation Joey. right now. Yes. <laughs> it's quite well, a bit of work. Um, <laughs> it's quite and, a bit of work. Right. And and so that's something to keep in mind. Like, do you is it really something that fits your needs as a family right now? But I, I do think that these kinds of things are just so individualized. I know. They're very it's very unique, especially in the context of this puppy being sick. Yep. Um, I mean, you get into this again when you have an older dog and then you yep. get a new dog. You you, you get yep. the new dog to kind of re, re, uh, energize the older dog or will the older dog just say just kind of crash? You know, yeah. so I mean, they're hard questions, you yep. know. 
Um, but for Melanie, I hope I hope that you know it's been helpful. I know that we don't have an exact answer for you, but I, we do think that you could go to the veterinarian and, and talk about the illness and how that's going to progress, and if another dog, maybe an older dog, maybe not get a puppy, you know, yeah, some yeah. Kind of companion of some and, sort, and, would that work? And if you have friends who have dogs, then you might bring your puppy to see how your puppy does in the company of another dog. Those kinds of, if you, whether or not you've gone to a puppy training class, you might do that because there's actually puppy play groups that you can mm-hmm. join oh, as well. Right. And so that's something you might want to think about too. And that might be something that might even be more fitting in a sense is to bring your puppy to a puppy play group and and see how that works out, at least as a starting place. Mm-hmm. So we thank Melanie for yep. writing back to us and and asking us this, that question. Yep. And so as we as we get ready to close, we want people to know that we're not going to have a program next Thursday. So we're going to be away next Thursday, and then we'll be back the following Thursday, Thursday. with a new broadcast. And we and for all of those celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And if you're celebrating whatever other holiday, we hope you have a great holiday great, as well. Great holiday. And so we'll talk to you in two weeks. Yes. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>